Okay. We are, welcome all. Um, we are holding Chelek Aleph Perek Revi'i Oiz Dalid. Oiz Dalid in the middle. Uh, I, I thought of just a mushal. It's not mamish a tie to any specific thing we've been saying, but it, it's about the idea of mitzvahs and the tzivah of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That the mushal works for me. I have, a, I have a, an interest in science, so uh, whatever. I, if you don't, it, and it doesn't mean anything to you, so then we'll just go by there afterwards. But it, it's fascinating, L'chaira. Right? The sun is, gives off light, a tremendous amount of light. And yet space is completely dark. It's black. It's not, it's not black. It's nothingness. It's, uh, Mela, it's black, but it's not actually the color black. It's just there isn't anything there to see. Um, so the reality is that space is filled with light. It is completely filled with light from the sun. Um, assuming there's nothing blocking. I'm saying unless there's a large body in, posing between the person and the sun. Space is completely filled with light. Haraya, as soon as you get there, you're completely lit up. And yet, the light is completely non-visible and doesn't act in any way until it encounters a physical object. And then, the light lights up the object. But again, without that, you don't see like rays of light passing by. If you look from Earth to the Moon, you don't see it filled with light, even though it is. The light just passes by without impacting until it hits something. Your eye, uh, some body that it can reflect off of. Similarly, the, the heat of the sun, which is not really heat. The, uh, we don't feel the heat of the sun. It's a mistake that people think we feel the heat of the sun. We're feeling the energy of the sun, which becomes heat. Um, the, it also doesn't really heat. It doesn't heat up space. Space is freezing cold. But, but once it lands on a body, the energy starts to build up and that body will become extremely heated from the, from the sun if it's not shielded by anything. Mitzvahs are like that. There's the tzivoy of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is mole ar. It's, it's completely light and, and it fills the world with its light. But the light isn't detectable. It's not visible and it doesn't create an impact until it impacts the physical world. Paradoxically, Right? The lowest world, the world in which that light is the least, on its terms, perceptible, where, where so much of it is absorbed and, and becomes hidden based on the physicality of the world, but that's where it becomes nicker. And, and um, because in the end, in the end, and then, at the beginning and in the end, the world is a human-centric place. The universe, the creation, the Bria, is human-centric. That means it was made for us to perceive things about Hashem. And that's, uh, in the end, everything comes down to our perception, because if you're not talking from our perception, Hashem is more like Kuloi, and there's Enon Movadoi, Glagamri, and there's nothing to talk about. We're always talking from our perception, and, and Memela, th- that means that the mitzvah isn't at its shlemus, the tzid HaKadosh Baruch is not at its shlemus, until it comes down to this physical world. And therefore, when a person does a mitzvah, they become the conduit to, to bring the R, Hashem, to a, a way, into a, a manifestation that it can be, a, that it can actually become, be called R. Right? The light that's passing through space is photons, but it's not R. 
Because until it enlightens something, it doesn't carry that, that term as being light. It's not enlightening. And it has the potential to enlighten. And when it actually encounters a physical object, now it becomes light, enlightening. And, and because that's what Hashem wants from his art, is that it should enlighten, not just that it should be there. It was there before there was a Bria. But that it should enlighten. So that happens through our actions, which allow it to become nicker in the world what it is that Hashem wants. And it gives us, a, again, just a tremendous sense of what we're doing when we do mitzvahs. It's so important. Uh, um, it, it seems to me, I was thinking this, uh, in, in the, the Rav, Rav Langer, speaks, when he says, he's going to start talking now about Elul and Rosh Hashanah, and his whole Elul and Rosh Hashanah is all about coming close to Hashem and, and, and the love for Hashem, the relationship with Hashem. And I've heard from many people in the show, like, they, they all love it, but they're like, that's not what I heard in Yeshiva. Uh, Yeshiva was Yom Hadin, and it was, you know, uh, you know, that there's a need to get things in order. Lamaisa, I, I feel very, they're both true, obviously, like we've spoken in the past. And it's really two sides, and it's a question of where you're going to put your focus. It feels very strongly like the world is, the whole world, uh, talking about the Ulamatayr, is switching from, to whatever extent Yira still existed, is moving very strongly towards an Ahava Mahalach. And it's certainly how they do it now in elementary schools. All the successful elementary schools are the ones that have moved over to an Ahava sort of thing, where they're, they're making, both making the learning Gishmak and putting a tremendous emphasis on a Talmud feeling good about themselves, um, there is a valid mahalach called, look, look how completely big in Amarts you are, and, and if you stay like this, what's going to happen with you? And that being an inspiration to get someone to, to change. Right? Let them hit rock bottom. There is, there is such a mahalach, it just doesn't seem to be working nowadays. And the other mahalach of, look how much you have accomplished, look how much you could accomplish, seems to be certainly the favorite mahalach, and also seems to be favored because it's working better. Um, and I think that it's filtering upwards, and the, the masiftas that run that way are being successful. Now certainly something is lost when the yira element is not as strong as it should be. The, the, the Mishnah says the person has to be in, in, in Pirkei Avis, says the person has to be an oyhev and a yare. And an oyhev can be boyed. A person who loves, but sometimes that very love creates a sense of comfort that allows a person to act in ways that are not necessarily acceptable because they, they feel so confident in the relationship that they can, you know, uh, the, the, the double parking that goes on in Jewish neighborhoods, right? Not here, there's no need to double park here much, but in, in the, you know, in the congested Jewish neighborhoods, bar parking, Flatbush, so there's massive double parking and it's extremely annoying when you're the guy who's blocked in and you're honking your horn and the guy comes out to tell, comes out to tell you, just a minute, hello, stop honking so much, you're annoying everyone. Right? I'll be out shortly. But he would never do that. On one hand, it, it's a pchisus. You can, it's not how you can act like that to people and you have no right to block people in it. And it's probably some sort of a so. But however, it, where it comes from is a tremendous comfort that the guy you blocked in is not pulling out a rifle and putting an end to you. He's not going to probably, unless you take too long, slash your tires or just move your car out of the way you know, with brute force. It comes from, so sometimes that comfort level leads people to abuse the relationship. 
And that can happen with Hashkadosh Baruch Hu as well. When a person feels very confident and com- comfortable that no matter what I do, Hashem loves me, um, so then I can do whatever I want because Hashem loves me. And so uh, Mali this way, Mali that way, you know. And, and uh, right? me and Hashem are tight and that's it. So if I, if I sometimes don't act the way I'm supposed to, but I'll forgive it, which is obviously a tremendously wrong attitude. So it's not, it's not to our benefit that Yira ha- is, if it disappears off the map. But th- there is a, a Neshama thing. And, and if, if, again, it seems that that's the way the world's going. That it's moving more towards the Havah. So it comes out that you know, the, the experience of Elul is then a different experience. Instead of, instead of the focus being on, on the Din element of it, although that's true, the, the focus becomes more on the relationship, the, on the relationship element, on the, uh, the being mamul Hashem element. And when, when you hear talk, you have to try to put it into a framework of still understanding that, that, that what that relationship requires is the same avoida that the Yira element requires, is that to work on yourself and to become worthy of that relationship and to polish the relationship as best as you possibly can. But it's coming from, it's coming from a... A different angle. I don't remember why we got onto this topic, but that's how it seems to me. Why does is there an akuda that the aura kodesh baruch is? You can't say it. It's not a nothing. You're just saying it doesn't. That just doesn't manifest. Itself. Yeah, of course. No, Adrabam. From the fact that as soon as it hits a, a physical mitzvah, it's manifest. You see, it was something. It just wasn't nicker. The point I'm trying to make, which I think is how we got onto this, is that lemaisa things things work from our perspective. So, the fact that that's when we notice it gives it a tremendous chashivus. Because that's what Hashem wanted from this world, is that we should notice it. That's what I'm saying, that whatever, whatever the manifestation is, if Hashem is creating a world that runs more according to Ahava, now, so then that's, we have to tap into that. That's, you know, that it's, if that's how our neshamas work, then that's how they work. Okay, so let's, we'll... Um, uh, We'll just restart from the second part of this paragraph, at least in my volume, it's the second part of paragraph. Dalit, uh, it's not, the So he said that when a person does a mitzvah, when they, uh, that although this world is chumriyas, and a person is stuck in chumriyas, their chumriyas, their concerns are chumriyas, everything they're busy with is chumriyas, is all gashmias. Still, it doesn't mean that they're going to be swamped and drowned in gashmias, because Hashem set it up, that using that very gashmis, a person can create tremendous art and uplift themselves, and not just uplift themselves, but become ruchniistic and defeat their gashmi, peel back the gashmis of their own goof through doing physical acts. Hashem set boundaries, those are like loisa say type of things, don't do, don't go past this. Vistarim, and an order of the way to do things, that would be an assay type of thing. In the way that a person uses the world, and those creations in the world, and the kavona that should be thought while using them, which we mentioned last week, is a tremendous part of doing uh, mitzvahs, specifically, so to speak, is because, very because of their dual nature, the fact that it is a physical act, which should be pulling a person towards physicality. Now, let's say a person eats carbon Pesach. So there's a mitzvah to eat the carbon Pesach with the oven. Matzah. You're supposed to be hungry for matzah when you eat it. 
Um, so it's a physical act, and you're using the, the, the physical channels to enhance the act. More hunger, more taivas ha'achila makes the act a bigger mitzvah. So, but it's a, sakon, it's a tremendous sakana. What turns it into a mitzvah, what transforms it from a physical act into an act that defeats physicality, is that when you take that and you enslave it to, your, to the rots and Hashem, you say, oh, although I am hungry, although this is so gishmak, I'm doing it because Hashem told me to. So, Rabbi Sosalanta didn't get a gishmak out of the matzah. Why didn't it? Why shouldn't it? I'm saying you have to mitigate. No, Adarabah. Bring, so, it, bring so it in. So, what's the tipping point? That, why are you doing it? What's, again, there's consequences both, and motivation. I'm doing it for both, let's say. So, if you're doing it for both, it's half. It's called Lashma, you're at Tzadik Gomer. You're not a Chasid Lachayra. But you're Tzadik Gomer, like it says. Someone who says, right? He gives the Daka, Beshvil, Shechibani. So then he's a Tzadik Gomer. But Tzadik explains because the understanding is that even if the son doesn't live, he would give the Tzadik anyways. That means it's a joint Kavana. The Rambam in, in Hilfus Deyesh, that's how he says it. He says when a person eats, he shouldn't eat Laman his Baich. He should eat Gam also for Hashem. So he, he, the way he defines uh, uh, Lashma is also for Hashem. Now obviously, completely for Hashem is a higher level. Um, but completely for Hashem does not mean that I'm not margish, that I don't feel and don't experience pleasure. Adar The more you experience pleasure and give that to Hashem, the better, it doesn't mean to uproot it out. And again, there is a point where a person should be eating charcoal. That I know... Uh, in, that it makes no difference to you whether what you eat is good, if it doesn't taste good. Obviously, the, the Bali Musr made a very big point of eating the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again until either uh, they stopped caring about the way things taste because they were just so used to this not good food, bland food, or at least that bland food became not a big deal to them. It became something that they could, they could look forward to, to ounce the energy that it gives them. And the satiation that it gives them, and not the, the food flavor that it gives them. But that's a step along the process. We spoke about this a few times when we talk about precious. precious um, you'll sometimes hear, they say that in, in Yiddishkeit, the goal is not to become a, a parish who's off on the side someplace. Um, so, the one obvious question with that is Moshe Rabbeinu, right? He was the pinnacle of humanity as far as an oivit is concerned. And when he reached that peak, he was told to separate from his wife. Right? Not like what they seem to always say. That, that is not a kasha. The reason why he was told to separate from his wife is not because of the headspace it would take up. It was a practical problem of being tar all the time because Hashem could appear to him at any time. Right? That's what we see, that's what Hashem told Miriam and Aaron. Right? That he has a, a practical thing that's different from the way you get a nevuah. You're prepared for it, so you make sure you're tar, you go to the mikvah beforehand, etc. He has to be tar all the time because Hashem could appear to him like a friend, knock on the door and say, hello, you there? And he has to be ready for it. So it's a technical issue. Um, however, um, leaving that aside, we see what are you talking about? There's a big Indian of precious. And Lamaisa, by our Gedoilim, we see for the most part that as they grow, they become bigger and bigger Prussian. And they separate from Gashmias more and more and more and more and more. Ravar Steinman was, I mean, he ate nothing, he slept nothing, he, he had no physical anything at all. Kemat. So, so what's pshat? I thought that's not what we're what we're aiming for. 
So one, one part of it is, is that, first of all, what they ate, they got tremendous anafra. They learned how to, how to, in many cases, they learned how to enjoy this world. And what they ate, they, got, they, they made sure to get anafra from it. They just didn't eat too much. They didn't sleep too much. But when they slept, they got a gishmak from it. Another zakh is that, again, if you learn through Mishosham, which is the latter, it, there is a step called precious. A person, if, a person who never worked to get the gashmias under control, that they're the boss over the gashmias, is fooling themselves if they think they have it under control. And if they skip the step and they say, I'm just going to make a what I eat. No, you're going to make an avodizar out of your stomach. It's, it's, you're making a hegdish, but you're making a hegdish It's not, it's, it, you're, you're in all likelihood. Now again, it might be, a, it's, if it gets more Torah, if you make siyumim and, and, and you, you know, take the, everything that Dougie made for the past week and plop it down on the table, and it gets people to learn, so it gets people to learn. We'll, we'll work on the next stage after that. Let's first get people to learn. However, um, the, you do have to go through, a, if you want to reach the top, you have to go through a stage where you get your physical drives under control. Once they're fully under control, so then the, there are later stages after that called Kedusha, where a person is Mekadesh, all the physical drives that they had. The Rim Nitzirabe, my, my shveri, was very close to them. It was Meshamishim one day a week. My, my wife's uncle was his constant Shamish. They, they say over on Shabbos, he didn't, he came out and not eat the whole week. He fasted like every day, and then when he ate, it was tiny amounts. He, my shveri once took him to the dentist. So the dentist spoke English, he spoke uh, Yiddish, so he told my shred, tell, tell the Rebbe that he has teeth like an 18-year-old. This is when he was much older. So he told my shred, tell him back, he says, because I've only eaten like an 18-year-old. He, only, he didn't eat too much, so uh, he had very young teeth, he, he said. But on Shabbos, he would take an entire challah, break it up and put it into a bowl of soup, like, uh, like a serving bowl of soup, and eat the entire thing. Now, now it's posh, it's difficult to do. Your stomach is not ready for such zachim. But it, by him, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't shot that, uh, you know, uh, he'll, he'll eat bedoichet. No, it, by him, eat, the eating on Shabbos was a big avoidah. And the more and the better, so then the better. Take all that and, and make it halik for Hashem. Hashem didn't give you drives only to defeat them. You have to be in control of them. Let's, let's take the drive for food and put it on the side for a second. Let's say a person has a talent. They're very good at music. So do we say, do we look at it and say, that talent was given to you so you could not be distracted by it and that's your avayus Hashem. is to not use your talent for music. L'chayr not. Maybe one Thursday, that will have to be a share. It could be it's a shtukumach like this, but l'chayr not. Um, however, does that mean that the greatest avoider you could ever do is to be a musician? That's not l'chayr not, that's for sure not. Right? It's not. So what is it? It's, it's a tool in the bag of how you serve Hashem. It was given to you for a reason to use to serve Hashem. However, you have to be in control of it. A person who says, well, look, I have this talent, so I must use it, you know, eight hours a day. I must be playing music. No, that's not true. It could be that it was given to you so that you can make up one niggin which you'll use to inspire one person one time. That could be. 
it's given to you for a reason. It's given to you to use. You, and, and in order to use it properly, you may have to space, spend some time honing that skill. Depending on how many other skills you have, you can get a sense of how big a part of your life maybe it's supposed to be. Every, again, like we mentioned over and over and over again. We don't realize it, but any Jew has a skill at Torah. You are highly skilled at learning Torah. Um, whether you're very good at it, or whether you're not very good at the learning, it's part, as the, the Havana part, let's say. But at learning Torah, you're highly skilled. At having Torah become a part of your neshama, you're highly skilled. And therefore, you should be spending, everyone, a tremendous amount of time learning Torah. Because that's the greatest skill you were given. You were given a neshama that connects the Torah naturally, and that's what it's meant to do. And it needs to do that. And if you're not doing that, and all your other skills, well, Hashem gave me a business head. Hashem gave me musical. Hashem gave me charisma. Hashem gave me this. And you're using all those skills, but the main skill you have, which is the neshama to attach the Torah, you're not using. So then, garbage. Okay, you're not, you're not really using the skills because Hashem gave them to you. You're giving them because you like to use them. Because they're geschmack to use. Because when you're good at something, it's fun to do. And that's it. But... So too, the drive for food, the drive for physical pleasure, the drive for other things, is not meant to just be a Yetzirah. It's, it's there to, be, to enhance your Avayat Hashem. And when Avayat Hashem is done with the Geshmat that comes with whatever Avayat you're doing, so that adds to the mitzvah. Like we find by... Again, we've spoken previously of some of the reasons why it adds to the mitzvah, because the, the, his kashras to the mitzvah is stronger when you enjoy it. But, but the very fact that you're using it enhances the mitzvah that you're doing. Right? Famous Abnei Nezer on, on, uh, on learning, Abnei Nezer Hakdama to Agmai Tal, says that if people think that if they get a geshmak from their learning, so then it takes away from the mitzvah. He says, it's nishtaz, it's adrabah. If you get a geshmak while learning, it enhances the mitzvah. That's the, the, be- the most beautiful way to do the mitzvah, is to learn it and love it. That's how you're supposed to do it. So too, the most beautiful way to eat matzah is to eat it and get, a, obviously, a ruchnius geshmak in the doing of the mitzvah, but also to get, to bring in your physical and get a physical geshmak. And that enhances the mitzvah. Unless it detracts from the mitzvah. If you become overwhelmed by the, by the physicality of the matzah, of the, and you can't focus on the mitzvah of the matzah, so then that's a problem. And maybe you, you have to, at this point, cut back on the, on the physical element. Unless you're so weak at the mitzvah that the mitzvah bothers you. So then use the physicality to, to make the mitzvah, to, to take the first step, to make the mitzvah geshmak. Right? Is there some sort of physical geshmak in doing the mitzvah? In the, in the spiritual elevation? You use the shprach, you're supposed to get a physical, you're supposed to get a geshmak out of doing the mitzvah. And in the connecting to the Baruch geshmak, or only the physical part? No, again, the ikr should is, be... Is there a, 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 a physical type of geshmak in... In accomplishing the spiritual aspect of it. If you become a big, if you become, if you're misboining to the point of his spilos, then yes. That means if you deeply think about your mitzvahs to the point that you become emotionally moved by what it is that you're doing. So then it takes on a physical pleasure. Because you've brought it from the realm of seichel to the realm of experience. Experiential. Uh, um, when a person uh, marries off a child, I've been told, I haven't done it yet, but 
that there's or when when a person let's say uh, you know welcomes a child into the world, so there's a, there's a physical pleasure. Um, the, the body experiences a pleasure at that moment, even though the, the what's happening is a seichel de kazakh. It's there's no there's no physical pleasure related to having the child in your hand. That's what I'm saying. Uh, whatever they have squishy skin, but you know soft baby skin. But I I, I hope that is not. <laughs> wow, look at the skin. I hope that's not the the main thing that's going through a person's mind, but. It, 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 the pleasure becomes so deep and so all-encompassing, the, 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 the seichel so takes over at that moment, the clarity of the specialness of what is happening, that the person feels it physically. Right? And the good news fattens their bones, as Chazal tell us. It has a physical effect on the person. And they're, they, they feel energized. And, and, and really, you don't have to go to that, to such extremes. Any time a person um, comes up to extreme clarity in any Indian, ain't simcha katars is when a person has, it becomes clear to them what they should do, whether it's picking a yeshiva, whether it's uh, uh, you know, a, new, uh, a new branch of their business, uh, they get clarity so that it, you see that it has a physical effect on the person. They become energized. They, they, they're ready to do stuff. They, become, they, they just become strong. They become a, a different person, really, with, based on the clarity of their vision. So, so intellectual things, when they are strong enough, transcend the boundary and they go into physical. They have physical effects. And certainly we see it the other way. That when a person is, in, is uh, intellectually bothered, worried, my worry is not a physical thing, or is an intellectual thing. Yet it has terrible effects physically and, and weakens the person and their body tremendously. Uh, so so the, same, the same is true here. So, uh, so, uh, but certainly a person can, can reach a level where the, the spirituality of the mitzvah gives them physical pleasure. But, but also, that doesn't, still doesn't take away from the fact that the physical pleasure should give you physical pleasure. But sublimated towards doing towards the Ratzon Hashem. So that's all in, the, in this line here of Kavana, with the Kavana that a person is supposed to have when they do the mitzvah. Um, so when a person does it the way that Hashem said, um, yeah, when a person uses them, within the boundaries and in the ways that Hashem said, with the kavana that shatsiva hagbari isparkshma, which Hashem has commanded, ye oisa hapoel hagufani, that physical act, the chumri, an, an act of that has to do with chumer, with uh, with um, materialism, atzmai, that very act, poel shleimus, it becomes something which creates shleimus, perfection within the person, and like he said previously, perfection means closeness to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, dimyan to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Not only does it create it, but it strengthens it strengthens the ruchness that's within him. When you do mitzvah, it's not just once, but repeatedly, so they become, the physical action you're doing strengthens the, the spiritual element within you, like we've spoken. A person has an idea, he has a certain his iros, but if he doesn't physically act on that his iros, so this iros dissipates. Um, it's possible the iris remains, there is a roishim of that has iris on his neshama. And that he can re, 
gain it. Rav Chatzchol said that when a person, the, the highs that a person reaches during uh, El and Yom Nerayim, and then he falls back, so the people think, it, it's like, the marshal used to give is someone who, uh, he, he built, I think his Lashem was, he climbed up to the, uh, the roof of the house, he climbed the mountain, and saw a big palace, and then he fell down. So when he falls down, he says, oh, the whole palace fell down. No, the palace didn't fall down. The palace is there, you fell down. Right? So the intellectual, this, I mean, the, the sikhli istika and, and spiritual accomplishments that a person makes over the course of El and Roshan are there for him. The, the Roshim is still there. But if you, don't, if you don't make Kabbalahs based on it, and you don't do physical acts based on it, then the Roshim remains just a spiritual Roshim, and, and, and it doesn't end up having a Kiyom in this world. In order to have a kiyum in this world, we find that, that you need to do physical things to make it happen. So when you do it, you strengthen... Again, it's, it seems uh, strange that it's physical things that make concrete the spiritual concepts that you have, and yet that's the way Hashem made it work. Because we're physical, so that's how we have to work. Um, so... Mm-hmm. It lifts him up from his lowly... Uh, situation that he's in, he becomes a, a high person, an elevated person because of it. Hashem looked with his tremendous chachma at all the various ways that negativity can manifest within a person and his surroundings. Hashem looked at all the creations of the world, the person himself, all the kaiches within the person, all the interactions that can happen between people and the environment, and this, so to speak, discovered, I mean, he, he, whatever, that's not a process like Hashem does that, he knew, he understood all the different chesuranists that could possibly be from any of those things coming together. And what Hashem did was, um, Hashem, on the other hand, looked at what is it that is necessary to be brought into a person to allow him to become as doyma as possible to Gadish Baruch to allow him to completely attach himself to Hashem and to therefore uh, uh, be able to experience the goodness of Olam Haba, which is being dug by Hashem. And corresponding to all those possible mileways that a person has, so Hashem set up an order of what to do in order to acquire them. And He set up boundaries to stop a person from getting any new problems and to peel off the ones that are already in him from the beginning. When a person is guards these uh, within those gulas, he stays within the bounds that he's supposed to. Yes, at same boy, it doesn't just stop problems. Again, it strengthens within kol mashat tzarech min hamayla hamitis all the good things. Shezacharnu v'shulum iminyonai kol mashu rachoka min advekus and it peels off of him anything which would distance him from Hashem. So. Now, he, so it would seem, again, he always, uh, even when we get lost in the beauty of his ideas, he doesn't. So it, it would seem that it should be that if a person follows the storm of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he does what he's supposed to do, and he doesn't do the Averis, and he does the Mitzvahs, so a person should end up becoming like a, bigger than a Malach. 
his neshama should keep getting brighter and brighter, and his guf should become weaker and weaker and weaker, uh, or less uh, physical and less physical and less physical, until he reaches a level where he's kuloi ruchni, both his neshama and his guf are kuloi ruchni, and that's what should happen. How come we don't see it happening even with very great people? So this is, If it were not for the gzera of Misa, that, that the physical body cannot be perfected without going through the Misa process first, then that, what I just described would be what happened. That through these Maisim, the Neshama would become strengthened. And the darkness and the physicality and the evil of the body would be weakened. To the point that the body would become completely transparent to the Or HaNeshama, which is the, which is the conduit for the Or HaShem, and the and it would be uh, it would be gishmak. Both would become uplifted to the level of being dovak by Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mamish. But once the gzera happened, So then, while that is what's going to happen, and it is the ultimate result of the mitzvahs that a person does, and that the, all the physicality that a person's Isaac in l'shem shemayim becomes a source of pulling away from the physicality of this world, still, it doesn't happen right away. The neshama does become strengthened through mitzvahs, even in this lifetime, although it cannot express that chizuk properly, it, it, it becomes a bagel. Right? Bagels are, first, they take the dough, they throw it into, into uh, boiling water. And it zaps the bagel. It develops that bagel skin. And Mela, when you put it in the oven and it starts to try to rise, it can't. It, it has gluis on the outside, so it rises into itself, and that's what creates that tough bagely texture. That's what happens to the nejama. The nejama becomes a bagel. It, 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 it's mugval in how big it can become because it's not allowed to it, it completely line the nejama. But the mitzvah is in it. The mitzvahs in it cause it to grow, so it becomes an extremely dense neshama, so to speak. And uh, if anyone has ever had a cramp, that's what a cramp is. It's your muscle has shortened, and yet uh, is it trying to expand, so it's tremendous, tremendously painful. And that's how it is for the neshama. The neshama becomes very cramped. And that's what Anaman Neshama is for. When it gets there, it's able to get a massage and expand itself, and slowly to, re- to grow to what it actually is, and then, when it gets put back into the neshama, I'm just repeating things he said before, when it gets put back into the guf, so immediately it starts the process of, uh, it doesn't need to be triggered, it's already triggered, and it starts the process of being mezachet the guf, although that itself does not happen in one moment, that is a, uh, a continuously growing process where it lifts up the guf slowly till it's fully able to uh, work with Hashem, so that happens during the and Yemais Mashiach. And then when when Olam Haba happens, the Nisham, the Guf is already at least big enough to be in Olam to be in a, a Ruchniyistic type of world and be in Olam Haba, and it will continue to grow from there for all eternity. So, um, uh, so, so the, that's what happens to the Nishama. The Nishama becomes greater. The Guf, although you don't really see, it may be, you know, again, if, it's, if you do it tremendously, so then you see small, small growth, 
a small amount of growth in the lack of physicality of the gulf, but it's still a, a grossly physical thing that acts in all physical ways. Right? We don't know, other than on Har Sinai, it doesn't become a person who stops needing food. No matter how big a godel they become, they don't stop going to the bathroom, they don't stop needing sleep, they don't stop, they, they're still a goof. And they're a very highly trained goof, a very pure goof, but they're a goof. And they still function like a goof in all the ways that goofum function. Again, in extremely rare cases, the skin starts to become translucent and the arm neshama starts to shine out. But it, it, it's extremely, extremely rare. And even then, it, it's just a, a, a small sampling of what, what the idea would be of a, of a goof becoming Rufniistic. But the goof still functions. Yachlin's goof functions like a goof. And uh, again, except in that small, in that prat. But it's, uh, he, as pure as he was, but it still generally functioned the way a goof does. And... Um, and, and that's not going to be the case, it shouldn't be the case, but if it happens, that means the potential. Now the reason why, even though it doesn't come out in practice, the reason why that's important is because there is an absolute rule of this world, and that is that, no, that's not really the one I need, it's, the only thing you have in Olam Haba is what you prepared in this world. That's an absolute rule of this world. It's the most absolute rule. You cannot have anything in the next world that you did not make in this world. And if, the, if it would be that the Gezerah was that when a person does mitzvahs, it didn't do anything to the guf, so then it couldn't do something to the guf in Olam Haba. That would violate the rules. That means that's being given to you. It's not what you did yourself. And what Hashem wanted is that everything we have in Olam Haba, we made ourselves. The only thing not is Hashem. But the complete, every aspect of the connection you have, down to the finest detail of the details, is because you created it. And in that way, that's how a person appreciates Olam Haba best. Is that it's their Olam Haba, the Olam Haba that they made, they have become an absolute partner in their Olam Haba with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if in this world doing mitzvahs didn't do anything to your goof, then that would mean that after the Chet, the nature of things is that mitzvahs don't affect the goof. And then if your goof would be affected, that would be a present. And to that extent, it wouldn't be Olam Haba. Your goof wouldn't actually participate in Olam Haba. Because for that price, we could have not made Yenashama go to this world either and have it just be given as a present. That's not good. The Darif is that it has to be that does affect the goof. Nor of us, it can't come out. That's fine. As long as you're doing the process and what's revealed when you take your electron tunneling microscope and you look at it down to everything, you'll say, yes, I did that, I did that, I did that, I did that. To every, to the most minute level, it will be because you did it. But if there's no direct connection between the two, that's not good. Again, it does not have to be that the connection is, uh, so to speak, proportional. It could be you put in a small amount of effort and the rules are that your small amount of effort has big results. When you use a pulley system, right, there's a system that Hashem put into the world that a small amount of effort done over a long period of time, over a long distance, creates very big results. 
right? It's, there's still conservation of energy. You haven't violated those laws. But Hashem put in a way that it can be done where you have disproportionate, so to speak, results to what seems to be the action. That can happen also. Hashem can make it that a small action has gigantic reward, but it is directly tied to your action. And, it, and it's directly consistent with that action. There's never going to be an action which sometimes gives you this amazing reward without an explanation for why it does that. So, the kainah adam matzav shleimus pakayach, a person when he does these mitzvahs is kind of for himself a station of perfection, again, in, in, in potential. Which will come to fruition in the time that is fitting for it. Um, when you have cases like the Vilna Goyim, the, the, the famous story with taking, uncovering his film and the light shone through. I don't now, know. The light shone through. Well, just know, the, the guy got scared. Yeah, that's how, what's and the, what's that? That's the, that, that you're going to attribute to a physical thing? Um, I will, uh, physical? Not, no, not physical. But, but not, not spiritual either. It, um, not purely spiritual, let's say. The... The, um, the, there's a nature, right? It says that Daniel, when he was thrown into the, to the, to the Gurai Royos, so um, the, the, the parsha continuously mentions, what's the word that it uses there over and over and over again? It says, I don't remember what the word is, but it, the, the point is that he wasn't touched by lions, and the, the Mepharshim say it wasn't a nice. It was because he had the Tzuras Adam. The Emes of Tzuras Adam, animals are afraid of. And it's and animals, when, when Reb Hanina Mendoza put his foot down over the, over the snake hole, and he said, it's not the, it's not the snake that's Memes, it's Chet that's Memes, uh, for him it wasn't a nice. It's Taka Emes that uh, the snakes do not, uh, have no power over a human. They have power over other animals. And when a human loses his surah sa'adam, suddenly he becomes like an animal. And it's not just when he loses his own surah, if you affect other people's surah as well, so then, so even if you have kept to your level, that's why it says that Ruach Beya, I think it, it keeps making a nicker that everyone recognized on Daniel the, the miles of him. And he was a tremendous mashpi'al toiv. And when a person does that, so then that's part, a big part of surah sa'adam is how you affect other people's suicide. Um, we'll stop here. I do want to, uh, on that note, take an opportunity to thank Svi for coming all the weeks that he came. It's an example. I mean, there, there are some weeks, again, not yet you, but <laughs> you're here this week. It adds tremendously. Um, in each case, there were weeks where I think each of you was, we had a, a private share, and whatever, private public share. But, it's in Mitz Hashem, the Lamaisa, we've gotten through that period, and now we have four people here. Uh, we're going to lose one, but, but whoever's listening, it's amazing how just by being there, and then in many cases more than just being by participating and asking, being interested, showing an interest, having a live face to talk to, it creates, it creates a, a, a tremendous hashpa, l'toyv. And uh, you know, we've been talking about the, the physical world. It, being physically present at the share is 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 difficult, and it's a tremendous uh, it's a tremendous mile. 
it, it helps you get the share better I'm not talking mine specifically in general you get a share better when you buy the share rather when you're listening to it often while doing other things it's it's you know the famous Zach right this is not how this is not how I learn Rukhaim this is how I relax but okay it's not, we discuss once that's not right but but still the, you know it's nice that people do listen to a share while doing other things but to to carve out a time in your schedule to come to a share is a is a is a Dover Khashiv. I think we spoke about that once too. And and uh, again when it's when it also allows the shir con- to continue going, so that's a big zach. And the schush should stand by you that uh again for all as long as the share continues and all the Torah has learned from it and, and hopefully even more so the effect it has on people should help you to steig in Yeshiva and uh, to be macabre all the tire that they give over there, have it go into you, change you, allow you to grow. Mr. Shem, we should be, uh, make sure to pay it back, that one day we listen to you, and you should give shim to us, and uh, we should have a gishmak from you. Mm-hmm. Well, but, but again,